This is the Tallahassee Business Podcast. Over the next few weeks, our mission is to bring you interviews with key leaders and community members with information you can use while we work together to navigate the impacts of the COVID-19 coronavirus. The Tallahassee Business Podcast is presented by the 223 Agency, a digital relations firm. Hey there, Tallahassee, Jay Revel here. Welcome to another edition of the Tallahassee Business Podcast. We are delighted to be coming to you once again this week uh, with an outstanding show, uh, delivering you the most timely and relevant information that we can about all things going on in the Tallahassee business community, and in particular, how the COVID-19 pandemic is affecting those of us who are in business here in the Tallahassee community. Today's guest, uh, this is a, a very special honor uh, to have Congressman Al Lawson on the show with us today. Congressman Lawson has been serving our community uh, in many forms and fashions for uh, some decades now, and uh, we're very delighted to have him on the show. We're honored to that he would give us a little bit of his time while he's busy uh, in our nation's capital trying to uh, heal the wounds our country is experiencing right now. Congressman Lawson, thank you so much for your time, and thanks for being on the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. It's a real privilege uh, to have the opportunity to be on this program. Well, we are privileged to have you with us, sir, and, uh, again, know your schedule is quite busy. But uh, for maybe maybe to kick things off for those who've never had a chance to interact with you, or uh, I'm sure they've probably seen and heard your name many times over the years, can you tell folks a little bit about your just personal journey of service to our community and how you got into serving in Congress? Okay, I, I, that's a great question. You know, I started my journey uh, in this community as a, as a basketball coach at Florida State uh, for six years. Uh, when I left Florida State, I went into the insurance business. Uh, and really, uh, people might not know, even though you're a politician, but I've been in the insurance business, you know, for the last uh, 40 years. And so I really knew... Uh, what it was like being in a small business. During the tenure, while I was uh, in the insurance business, uh, I joined the Chamber of Commerce and even got elected to the board and went with the Chamber back then uh, to Austin, Texas, uh, to see uh, we felt like Tallahassee had a relationship with Austin and we would see how they attracted all of those corporations into Austin to provide all those jobs because unemployment was probably none at all. Uh, out there, and so as a result, I had this involvement uh, with the chamber, and and being a small business person, you know, I understood a lot of uh, things that happened uh, in the economy with finances and so forth. So, ended up serving in the legislature 18 years in the House, uh, 10 years in the Senate, uh, and after that, uh, I decided that uh, I'll run for Congress. So now I'm finishing my fourth year. Uh, in terms of uh, serving in Congress for a district that runs from the Chattahoochee River in Gaston County to the St. Johns River uh, in Duval County, about 160-mile uh, territory uh, of what I'm running in. So uh, I know what it's like to be a small business person. I remember getting my first loan then from uh, Barnett Bank of $10,000 uh, to be able to go into the insurance business. So... Uh, it's been a long time since then. <laughs> no, no doubt, and uh, and what a journey. Uh, again, you know, we appreciate all that service. Uh, uh, it takes people like yourself uh, willing to give their time and energy and effort to make our community uh, in all of Florida such a strong and 
wonderful place. And, yeah, I think uh, maybe that's a good segue talking about your, your personal experience uh, in small business. Obviously, uh, supporting small business uh, is such a huge part of your work right now. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, the efforts that are uh, happening within the House of Representatives and within Congress to try to keep our small businesses uh, afloat during this um, terrible pandemic? Well, you know, that's still another big, big question. When I first got to Washington, uh, I wanted to serve on a small business committee, and so I was able to get on the small business committee. And one of the reasons I wanted to serve on it is because many members of Congress on that committee had never been involved in small businesses. Some of them came from various uh, careers uh, and decided that they were on the business. So they didn't really understand all the pitfalls that small business encounter, even dealing with government contracts, you know, changing the way they do things, the way they pay people, you know, the hardship that it really called on them. So there was a lot of obstacles that stood uh, uh, in the way uh, small business wish to remind me, and I told them, uh, I was one of one in Florida that sponsored the uh, uh, intangible tax relief to small business. You used to have to, fill, have to pay an accountant more money to fill out the forms than you had to pay the state, you know. And so we, we turned that back, you know, so you don't have to pay anything on the first uh, 25000 So as a result, it is, uh, it's been that kind of relationship. So... On the Small Business Committee, I wanted to make sure that uh, we remove a lot of these pitfalls and obstacles that stood in the way for small businesses to, to do business and also give them the kind of relief that they needed uh, in this process to prosper because I recognized a long time ago uh, that the key to economic growth and stability uh, in not only in this area but throughout America is small business. They drive the economy. And so because they drive the economy, we need to make sure that people understand. Sometimes we look at the major corporations, and they say, oh, they got a 1,000 people working for them. But there are millions of people that are working uh, for small businesses, and small businesses need to stay alive in order to keep your community alive. No doubt about it. And you know, certainly uh, you know, right now with this um, pandemic ongoing, uh, I, I know a lot of attention is being paid uh by you and your colleagues in Washington to how to support small business. Can you talk to us a little bit about that mood in Washington right now and uh, what it's like to be serving during this time? Well, it hasn't been easy. Easy is not an option. But I can tell you is this past two years I've been on the Financial Service Committee, which is a select committee, and we're the ones that design uh, the stimulus package. And my commitment in the stimulus package was to – uh, making sure that everyone get a stimulus and at the same time make sure that small businesses are able to go through the PPP uh, process and get money uh, so that they can uh, keep the people working and the dollars that they receive or they bring the employees back, uh, keep them on board, is most likely, we don't say it, but those loans are going to be forgivable. Uh, and that's what's important. So I encourage a lot of the small business to apply you know, for the PPP. And we made one mistake, and the mistake was through the Senate and the House is we kind of put them on the honor system. And a lot of the big banks uh, say we gave out of money, and they gave out of money because they started still funding major corporations. And now even the president 
along with have asked a lot of those big corporations to give that money back, and they have been giving it back. Last year, last week we got $132 billion back, so we have more money to actually give uh, to the small businesses. Uh, we have passed a, a number of bills, and currently we're working on the CARE 2 Act, and the CARE 2 Act is going to bring down another trillion dollars. That's a lot of money. But in order to keep the economy running, we need to put this money into the economy so we don't drift into uh, a depression. Uh, and so as a result, uh, that package, uh, we want to make sure uh, that on a supplement to the first CARE Act that we will put in $484 billion emergency relief package to continue for small business to get money and to recognize the contribution to hospitals and the first responders and so forth that we do something for them. So the two trillion emergency package, and I would say two trillion package, was extended to also buy for unemployment insurance and increase the maximum payout to six hundred dollars a week to ensure that layoffs on the average will receive the full pay uh for four months. Uh some people are saying now in this second care package is to take it down to December. Uh and it includes, you know, the direct payment that most people have been receiving of the twelve hundred dollars. And as I go places when I'm home to the cleaners and so forth, I normally ask people, have you received your uh, your stimulus package? And they, and they say yes. But during these uh, uh, times right now, uh, the pandemic times that we're in, which we don't really know when it's going to let up, we need to put more money to keep our small business alive. We don't want them to close. We do not want them to go out of business. Uh, the best way to help this economy is support the everyday people who make it work for us, and those are the small businesses. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. Do you anticipate that um, you all will continue to see a trend of uh, passing further bills uh, in the in the foreseeable future to try to help small business and other members of our community? Yes, I do. Uh, 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 this is a mistake that probably was made in 27 and 28 when we had a downturn in the economy. And Congress put all the resources into Wall Street, but really didn't do anything about Main Street. As I've had the opportunity to meet with uh, the CFOs of Bank of America, uh, J.P. Morgan, uh, Chase, Wells Fargo, uh, Citibank, and so forth, they are well capitalized. And so they're not in any trouble. They're not going to have any problem because uh, when we passed Dodd-Frank, what it did, it gave them the opportunity to set aside tremendous reserve. Most of them have trillion-dollar reserve or pretty close to it. But the problem is we did not do anything basically for small businesses. So that's the reason why the Paycheck Protection Program was so important, low-interest loans and sometimes no-interest loans. Uh, you know, trying in this next package, we're going to provide something for rentals. You know, so people, I've asked a lot of the business owners, say, don't put the students out, you know, let them get out of the contracts. And then some of the business owners came in and said, yeah, we have loans that we don't pay and we're going to be in trouble. So we need help. Uh, we need help all the student houses we have on Tennessee Street and on Gaines Street. We really need help because of uh, this pandemic. Is causing a problem for us. So we're working with them. I think we're going to be able to help them out uh, likewise. So business owners who are going through this program, 
can rest assured uh, that uh, this program is going to work for them, you know. And if it doesn't work, you know, I have I tell my staff I have them to call my staff so we can work directly with them to make sure that they get the resources that they need to stay open. Talking about the PPP program, one of the things that we're starting to see now is businesses are starting to get that funding is, um, you know, there's some worry of, hey, I want to make sure I'm, I'm doing this right. I'm, I want to make sure that I'm keeping good accounting. I want to make sure that I'm using the money correctly. Is there anything that you'd like to share with some of our business owners just to maybe encourage them on how to properly use those funds as they were intended? Well, it's very important that if employees are laid off, that they try to bring the employees back. That's a plus in their favor to get that loan uh, as a grant. And then they need to make sure that they use those dollars for utilities, uh, rent, office space, and so forth. So it becomes extremely important uh, that when they do the survey that you qualify to get those loans uh, forgiven in the form of a grant. One thing we didn't do, uh, and I can tell you that uh, – we're working on that right now. In fact, we are due in Friday to the continuing worker. We did not think about the the uh, 501c6 organizations to be eligible. And so now we are making sure that we make them eligible to receive these funds because they have the same uh, problem and the DMOs with 300 less employees. Uh, and there's a big concern uh, that uh, – some of the dollars that we're bringing down now for local government, that local government can also use some of the stimulus money to, and I'll be talking to the mayor, to help out a lot of local businesses who are struggling uh, to keep afloat, people not coming in, especially our restaurant business, and people uh, are standing in line uh, to get that. And so it is, it's, uh, it, it really is, uh, uh, if they just follow the procedure, even if they get turned down, uh, they don't need to reapply. We made it possible this time because sometime, uh, and this is in the works right now, a, a large, a large, some of the larger financial institutions don't want to make small loans. And so we, we, now we've extended down where credit unions, uh, can make those loans. You know, some businesses don't need, uh, they need 20 or 30,000 or so like that. Uh, but, but banks, and, and they need to understand that this is not the bank's money. This is the government money that's coming down. The banks are helping us distribute the money through SBA uh, so they can actually take advantage of that. And so now some of the credit unions in the area are making things happen pretty fast for people. I remember two weeks ago people were telling me they going to Capital City that they ran out of money, and that's true, uh, but the money is coming back in. And so there's going to be a lot of money besides, and that's in the, the, the amendment that we put on CARES 1. Doesn't have anything to do with CARES too, or the other trillion dollars that we're working on right now to bring those dollars down. There'll probably be some individual direct stimulus to individuals too, and we're trying to get these individuals to go out and spend this money uh, to keep the economy running. No, that's a great point. And, and to your uh, your point there about the 501c6, is I can certainly speak on behalf of our Chamber of Commerce, which is a 501c6, and many others we've been on multiple calls with chambers both around the state of Florida and throughout the country. Uh, we appreciate your support there. And uh, I believe you're a co-sponsor of, uh, of that of bill, bill, correct? Right, absolutely, yeah, that's wonderful. co-sponsor. And no, I haven't we appreciate had much opposition that. to it. Uh, 
haven't had much opportunity. I know in the House, uh, haven't had much opposition. Uh, some are in, many of them are in the same boat that, that we are in. And so uh, this is a bipartisan effort uh, to make sure that we take care of our chambers. You know, being a former board member of the chamber, I understand, you know. <laughs> so oh, I yeah. look forward to, uh, and I tell my colleagues, now there are some members who are in there who are freshmen. You know, it might be the group they call the squad, which some of them are committed. They don't quite understand it. They, they've never been in a situation. So instead of ignoring them, you know, I kind of spent a lot of time with them trying to tell them why it's important for the chamber, what the chamber does in the community. And so I try to get them to get it, you know. And three of the members of the squad, it's four of them, serve on the Financial Service Committee. And sometimes they're a little lost uh, about uh, they don't like uh, businesses, so to speak. So it's, it is amazing. But uh, I, I think their temperament has changed a great deal with this pandemic because they're getting a lot of calls from there are business leaders in the community that say, we need help. We need help. Our doors are closing. So, you know, it's been a, a good experience for me to have had the opportunity to be in business so many years and know what it's like to make payroll, you know, and I still have to make payroll uh, to uh, keep some things afloat on the business that I'm in. But they won't let well, me I sell know. anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know your, uh, your coaching sensibilities probably come in handy when trying to uh... – uh, talk some of your some of your colleagues into the right position on supporting small business, and uh, on behalf of all of our members, we certainly do appreciate that. Um, you know, one of the things that I think you know people probably uh, see and hear all kinds of things on the news about how our Congress does or doesn't act. Is there anything that you know from your uh, four years now up in Washington D.C. that you just maybe would like to share with people about your experience and working with colleagues and even working in, in bipartisan scenarios uh, that, that might surprise people? Well, throughout my career, uh, in fact, I'm probably the only Democrat from Pensacola to Orlando uh, that, that serves in Congress. And so, but throughout my legislative career, uh, in Florida, I've always, uh, I'd say over 20 years or so, uh, the legislature was uh, controlled by Republican public governor, House and Senate. And in order to get things done for this community and the surrounding area, because I represent about every rural community uh, up here in North Florida, uh, you had to be able to deal on a bipartisan basis uh, to really get uh, things done. And uh, and that's where it started with me, is working with my colleagues. Uh, one of the first things happened uh, when I got to Washington, uh, which is kind of funny, uh, Democrats sit one way and Republicans said some way, and then I kind of sit in the middle, and, and, and some of the people gravitate towards you. And one day Nancy Pelosi was coming down the aisle with her entourage, and they stopped, and she called. She said, Lawson? I said, yes, Madam Speaker. She said, I'd like to see your voter registration card. I said, I'm not sure you're a Democrat. <laughs> so, so that was kind of funny, and people kind of laughed. Uh, she might have been real serious, but everybody kind of laughed about it. And so what I found out is that one of the things that I brought to Congress was the ability to work on both sides of the aisle to really get things done. And so when the universities need funding and, and uh, we need more infrastructure funding uh, and uh, to be able to work with your colleagues, I had a unique, uh, uh, I wouldn't say pleasure, but a unique opportunity. Uh, like many of the members from the Republicans, where you're talking about Mario Diaz-Balart, 
you know, uh, Ileana Ross Layton, uh, uh, many of those individuals that was already in Congress, I had either served with them in the House or in the Senate in Florida. So I knew them real well. I didn't know a lot of the other Democratic members, but I knew them. And so they were very helpful to me coming in uh, into uh, the process and uh, telling me things I should do. And so I spent a lot of time with them. And so that was very good. And so what I have encouraged a lot of my other friends who are strictly uh, yellow dog Democrats uh, to uh, mingle with other members of Congress. And so Neil Dunn, for example, in Panama City, I was his senator for 10 years. And I used to go by his office. And Rutherford uh, in Jacksonville that I shared Jacksonville with was a sheriff, and I knew him uh, very well. And Ted Yoho, that represents the University of Florida area, I knew him for many, many years. And so I fit in pretty good uh, with my colleagues in trying to uh, get things done because truly uh, uh, Congress, when the people tell you down here that Congress is broken and things don't happen, they were absolutely correct. But it has changed a great deal over the last uh, four years. It's unfortunate that we have this pandemic uh, going on uh, but it had to bring people closer together because we're all in this together. I mean, you got to put the party labels aside and try to get things done for the people. People don't tell me when you help them, say, hey, what are you, a Democrat or Republican? They ask me, say, how can you help me? And I say, so I tell people, no matter what side of the fence you own, if you come to me, you're going to get help. And that's what it's been throughout my career. Yeah, that's very well said. And I know uh, you and, and all of your colleagues in Congress are, uh, uh, are in the House, at least, are up for election this year. Is there anything you'd like to share, maybe before we sign off with those listening, um, uh, just about the, your, your efforts there and uh, desire to come back for another term? Well, you know, I feel like I have a lot to uh, offer uh, uh, this district, especially our community here. And uh, I'm always have opposition appear from uh, Jacksonville. Jacksonville don't really want anybody from Tallahassee representative. Uh, but uh, you know we work hard in it. It's been harder going into this. We we have a what we call a late primary, which is uh, August the 18th. And so a lot of members already been elected, and so it makes it difficult. It's hard to raise money during these uh, uh, times because it's hard to you can't have any gatherings, uh, anything like that. And so you know. All the support that you get from this community, it helps a great deal uh, in uh, getting you back uh, in to uh, work for the people. we got a long road ahead of us, uh, and, uh, and I want to be there to do everything that I possibly can uh, to help these communities. You know, especially we have rural communities, I'm always talking to them. they got a lot of problems, uh, and, and I'm glad that the Lord has blessed me with the ability to be able to go in and handle these problems and to work with my colleagues regardless of the leadership on both sides of the aisle to get things done because many of my colleagues, you know, have the same kind of constituents uh, when they come from across the country. And so uh, my days are consumed now with meetings after meetings. I'll be in meetings to 7 to 8 o'clock tonight working on this uh, CARES package, trying to make sure that we have it. I just really thank all this community for the support all these years. Uh, people like to say, you know, he's a career politician. Well, you know, part of that is true. I am. But I'm also a small business owner, and uh, and that's how I made my living. 
I haven't got another check after I left FSU other than what I have to do every day. I had this saying, and I close it out. In insurance business, I would say, Lord, uh, I give you all the credit, but I take all the commission. <laughs> uh, that's well said. Well said. Well, Congressman Lawson, uh, we sure do appreciate your time. We appreciate you being with us on the show today. And most importantly, we appreciate your service to our community, our state, uh, and to our entire nation. It is uh, incredibly important. And, and, you know, now while we're going through these very trying times, we're very fortunate to have someone like you with great experience, uh, with small business experience and background uh, there to represent us in Congress. And uh, we appreciate all you do for us. And, again, thanks for your time. Thanks for all that you do. Uh, and, Congressman, real quick, if there's any – if people want to contact your office or learn more about the work that you're doing, where is the best place for us to send them to? Well, I think, uh, uh, you know, I have a hard time sometimes remembering the number, uh, but it's 558-4890. I want to check this number out to uh, make sure uh, that I'm giving you uh, the right number. Or I tell them. You know, I tell Sue Dick, you know, to call me on my cell at 850-545-7004, you know, and that way they know they got me. I can't hide from them. And uh, so I can uh, I can get right back uh, to them. Uh, and, and during these times, I like for them to call me because I tell my staff uh, that if uh, – and, and I, I think it might make people feel good. Most of my staff – I would say that uh, uh, my legislative person graduated from FSU. Uh, uh, my comps director, you know, graduated from FAMU. Uh, my scheduler graduated from FSU. She's probably been with me the longest. Uh, most all of my staff is from here. I, I was able to uh, 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 get uh, uh, some great students which they finished school uh to work with me and so that office again i got the right number for you i, I was right 558-9450 and one of the key person in the office Teresa Federer in the tallahassee office uh ran the legislature for bo johnson when he was speaker so she has a tremendous amount of experience and what is interesting is uh when i was at fsu i had her as a freshman <laughs> so, and now she's working with me. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we have a great, great staff. You know, uh, that's very well experienced. County Commissioner Rudy Malloy. You know, we 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 uh, we think we can get the job done. We think we can handle every problem uh, because we we have the right way. I'm happy to be on financial services because we're designing uh, this package of money. It's not the appropriation committee doing it. It's the Financial Services Committee. There's only two members on Financial Service from Florida, and that is Congressman Posey in the Brevard area and myself from Tallahassee. Wonderful. Well, we appreciate that work. I know you're uh, putting in a lot of time, and I know your team and your staff is putting in a lot of time, uh, probably more than ever now. And uh, it certainly is appreciated. Uh, all of your constituents here at home uh, on both sides of the aisle are appreciative of the service that we have uh, from you and from Congressman Dunn serving our area. And just want to let you know we appreciate it. We appreciate your time, and, and thanks for being with us today, Congressman. Uh, no, thank we you. We wish you the best of luck, <clears throat> and 
uh, and Godspeed on all your hard work uh, in our nation's capital. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Pray for us. Yes, sir. We will every day. And, folks, thanks for listening to the show. We appreciate you tuning in as always. Uh, remember, you can catch this episode and more uh, at our website, uh, www.calchamber.com. That's C-A-L-Chamber.com, where you can find all of our resources available to you uh, as local businesses uh, related to the COVID-19 pandemic. You can find every episode of the Tallahassee Business Podcast and all our other business-related content that we produce in-house. And folks, again, thanks for listening. We hope you will subscribe to the show, review uh, this show and others, and uh, be sure to stay safe uh, and keep yourself uh, busy uh, during these challenging times. So thanks for listening, folks. We'll talk to you again real soon.